laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> It's the Spread Podcast, baby. We're back again for Divisional Weekend alongside my brother and co-host, Marcus, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Marcus, what the fuck is going on, bud? Man, I am extremely confident walking into this weekend. After the undefeated, we were not defeated, wildcard weekend. And I'm going to do a little warm-up tonight. With some Mexican food and some bluesh hockey. Watch a little hockey tonight. The bluesh. Yeah, Marcus, um, we fucked up the wild card weekend. There was a little controversy, however, regarding the movement of some lines. And I just want to say on that, we did see a couple lines that were at better prices on kickoff. One of them was the Bills Colts over that dropped to 50 and a half from 51. Uh, the day of the game. So that was the line I bought. Uh, I didn't have any pushes on my weekend because the lines did move in our favor. We don't advise on when to buy these picks. So I guess that's a, a gray area that maybe you fell into. But I think a general rule of thumb would be if you hear us say a price, say over 51, and it moves the wrong way, just don't don't buy it. It's a worse price. Yeah. We don't want to overvalue. We want to value. Like, you got to pick the right price. If it gets better for you and your price, then take it. Uh, Marcus, any thoughts on on those? Uh... I just think there's going to be times where a line moves a half a point and we pick it and it still hits. So I think people just have to realize that there's line movement in this the closer it gets to kickoff. So if you want to secure your picks early... One, bet early, lock everything in. But if you want to get a little more risky, wait till game time and see and see what happens. Because there's always a lot of late movement. You have to be ready for that. That's not our fault. That's what I think. Well, yeah, but also watching line movement is a part of, of, of handicapping as well. Exactly. Gives you an indicator of you know when the money's coming in. Um, That's my point. If there's large bets. So you got to keep an eye on it. Yeah. I guess it's a part we of the don't really sport. do any of that. We just give you winners. So it's hard. It's yeah. If this was, if we released a podcast every hour on Saturday, we could walk you through the line movement. But in the meantime, we don't do that. So go online, read a little bit about line <laughs> movement, and you know, don't bitch if it moves. I I love this part of the season because, in a way, Marcus, we've already done all the work. Um, yeah, we've we've been. At this point, we're somewhere in the range of 65 to 70% on the season. Uh, so it's kind of a money where your mouth is situation for this week's slate. There's teams here we've liked all year, and it would be just silly for us to go a different direction. So that's kind of what we have planned. Marcus, before we get to that, I want to fluff things up. How many baskets of tortilla chips do you foresee yourself consuming at dinner tonight? So I'm going uh, going with a friend, not going with the wife. So if it was a wife, it would just be a combined total of one basket. But I'm going with a respectable, going with a friend. So I think it's one basket per man. That's usually, I think, 
where I'm at. I don't like to ruin my dinner with the chips and salsa. I've made that mistake too many times. I love chips and salsa, so I've been known to eat uh, up to two to three baskets before the meal even comes out. Uh, you combine that with the little cigarette tray of salsa they give you, probably three or four of those. Bathing in salsa before the meal comes, and then uh, I could, I actually continue to eat the chips and salsa throughout the meal. It's it's uh, quite a show. It's like uh, it like uh, refreshes your palate in between each bite. You got to take a bite of chips and salsa. Exactly. <laughs> I never looked at it that way. <laughs> Marcus, the divisional round leaves us with eight teams left in the NFL. We've separated the wheat from the chaff, as they say. We're looking at the Rams, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Saints, Ravens, Bucks, and Browns. I don't remember exactly the top 10 we had when we laid out our spread, the spread top 10. Uh, those were based on a version of margin of victory statistics that I developed myself. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're spot on. Yeah. The season has played out exactly into our hands and now we just have to follow through when we made that i think the only major discrepancy is the browns because when we made that the browns were um had a lot of COVID issues had a lot of injuries so i don't think i think we had them at like seven or eight they were still in there i'd have to go back and look i'm not sure the the main the main i don't one think we they were in my top the dolphins yeah the dolphins we missed on i mean if but if you look at the dolphins they performed Probably better than the two joke teams that made it to the playoffs that we saw, being the Bears uh, and the football team. Eh, the football team at least had some fight. You see what I'm saying. Right. It's almost it's too easy at this point. Am I wrong in thinking that? I'm just going with what I've said about these teams specifically in the last four weeks. Because the last four weeks is really when I... When I really honed in on who I liked and who I saw flaws in that were going to affect them drastically in the playoffs. That's kind of where I'm at with my thought process right now. Marcus, it's time. It's been our most successful season of the spread to date um, in terms of our listener base, as in terms of our win percentage. It's, it's just been top tier stuff. So me and Marcus, we agreed before this, we're going to take these four picks in unity. Um, we did keep records for each of ourselves separately, but we're we're just, this is the follow through episode, if that makes sense. I don't know what you mean by follow through. We've already, we've already lined up. We've already got the shot in rhythm. Oh, we just got to follow through. Now we're just through. leaving it in the air. Now we're just following through. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're doing this as a unit. This is a four pick, one podcast week. And I'm very confident. Left side. Strong side. You will be perfect. I want to watch that movie. I watched Miracle last night. Just getting fired up for some more hockey. My father-in-law-to-be has never seen Remember the Titans. Wow. I uh, What? <laughs> did, where did he grow up? Yeah. Michigan, you know what's crazier? 
he works he he worked his whole career in theater like he like worked in a like a small chain of theaters that are in michigan and he just and and, and remember the titans just slipped through the cracks yeah <laughs> wow if i was you at the reception i would have remember the titans playing on a projector through the whole thing yeah even the father-daughter dance that's when you cue it that's when you cue it up <laughs> Right when they're singing, you get you just flip to the sing. I'm Gary, you're Julius, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" No, this is Remember the Titans. Sit down. Now you you know what you're doing during the reception. You're watching this movie. <laughs> Maybe extreme, but you know, could work. You gotta if you haven't seen that movie, stop listening right now. Go watch it and listen to the I rest. Feel like ninety eight percent of people have seen that movie. It's a definitely an American classic. So I'll talk to him. Movie changed my life. We'll straighten him out. Sorry, Steve. Tell me a more perfectly musically like positioned song than Fire and Rain when Gary crashes his Camaro. I mean, holy shit. If that doesn't bring a little tear to your eye, you have no heart. Fire and Rain, that moment, just monumental. (laughs) That movie. James Taylor's the shit. Dude, um, our listeners might not know this, but Marcus, you, I think you're capable of reciting that movie line for line, start to finish, right? I you almost can- positive I could, I could have maybe give me 5% error. I could beat 5% percent error. I could 95% recite no, that I've, movie. I've heard you go off and like, it just keeps going. It's like the movie's on. And you just keep... Not only do I know the words, but I know the fluctuation in their voices. I mean, I can basically play every character. What kind of music does Rev like? So what kind of music does the Rev like? Well, me and Rev both dig on The Temptations. Oh, me and Rev both dig on The Temptations. Oh, yeah? I know you want to leave me. <laughs> All right, I won't, I won't do uh, that. Oh, yeah. Don't get me going. Actually, Marcus, I do want to get you going <laughs> on the divisional playoff round. We've got the big boys at the table now, and Marcus, we've established ourselves as big boys as well. I want you to kick things off with our first lock. The first lock, and I'm going to let you speak to this in more depth, but this is the first one that popped in my head because I'm just so freaking psyched about it, is the Packers-Rams under, under 45 and a half. We had a little powwow before this podcast. You gave me some great reasons. I want you to take it away on this. Absolutely. So this is a part of the season where you got to kind of look for the strengths of each team. Every team who's here has a at least one thing they do really, really well. Um, both the Packers and the Rams have multiple things they do well, but there are some circumstantial parts of this matchup that I think lend themselves to the under. One of those things being Aaron Rodgers' bodyguard, essentially Bakhtiari, their left tackle, is injured and will not be playing. And unfortunately, that front for the Rams, uh, you know, I can't say anything that hasn't already been said. They got the best player in the NFL on the defense. I think they have enough skill and their defense is also coached well enough that they can probably be the only team in the NFL that can hang with this Aaron Rodgers offense. On the other side of the ball for the Rams, Jared Goff. 
he dislocated his thumb, I think it was two weeks ago, had surgery. That's a not an easy injury. Uh, it's really painful. Jared Goff has a history of playing poorly in cold weather. It's not going to be terrible in Green Bay, but it's going to be snowy throughout the day, not at kickoff. Uh, as of right now, the forecast I've seen, uh, there might be snow throughout the game. Either way, it's going to be a little windy, cold, humid. It's going to feel cold, and I just think Jared Goff has proven he can't do it in those situations. So I I look for the Rams to play ball control as best they can. I've never seen Sean McVay make a strategic error. Uh, in all the games I've watched, he is one of the most sound coaches in terms of strategy I've ever seen. So I anticipate the Rams to really hold on to this ball, run the ball a lot, drain the clock, minimize the chance for Aaron Rodgers to burn them. That's going to lead to a low total. I think we're looking at a 17-10 game, uh, you know, 20 20 to 13, 20 to 17 in that neighborhood. And for that reason, we are both taking under 45 and a half. I love it. Keep it going. Next on the list. What's that? It said keep it I going. Gotta, Next on the catch list. catch my fucking breath. Woo. <laughs> um, I'll talk. I'll, I'll give a little bit on the next one. You just got to tell me which one you want to talk about. Let's do the Bills. The Bills. Bills. The Bills. <laughs> All right. Oh, this will be good because I hate the Ravens. Yeah, no, you need to take this one. So there comes a point in a season where the, you just hit a wall, you hit a better team, and you go home and you lose in the playoffs like you're going to do for a while. Lamar Jackson, sorry, that's about to happen to you this week. The Bills minus two and a half. Maybe my most confident pick of the week I don't know man I really like that under we just talked about really love that pick I can't I've been waiting for this moment to bet against the Ravens for the last since they shit their pants against the Patriots I've just been sitting in the back waiting and this week is the week the Ravens can't hang with the Bills Lamar Jackson's gonna play like a dope and I love the Bills minus two and a half. They're going to put pressure on Lamar Jackson. And I think the Bills will make a lot of big plays. And that'll be the difference in the game. I like Bills to win by seven. And they move on. The Bills are emerging as a, a really big problem uh, in the playoffs. They they bring a brand that I think few can compete with in terms of pace and in terms of athleticism. Their O-line gets the job done. They could get hot. Um, man, the AFC is just so muddy right now. It's going to be interesting. Love the pick. Love the pick, though. Lamar Jackson. Uh, Marcus, I took him last week. He, luckily, he ran a 55-yard touchdown. Big play for the win, just like I assumed would be the difference in that game. Tip of the hat. When Lamar Jackson has played nationally televised games in weather that's unfavorable, he has clammed every single time. Yep. And the environment in Buffalo is not going to be great. It's going to be between 33 to 35, um, just right above that freezing. It's also going to be super humid and wind gust. It says right now on the forecast up to 15, 18 in that range, 15 to 18 miles per hour. 
Lamar Jackson has not performed well in these scenarios. and That makes me want to double down on the Bills. I just I think the Bills are are more built for this situation than the Ravens. The Ravens have had a lot of struggles this year. The I think the gas tank's just probably close to empty for them, Marcus. So I agree. Yep. I'm gonna take things over. As I said earlier, it's kind of a money where your mouth is weak, and we're gonna keep rolling with the team that has got it done for us. So many times this season, and that team is the Saints. Let's go, baby! Saints are going to be at Saints are going to be at home, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, narrowly escaping <laughs> um, the football team. I don't know what more you want here. I, there, there could be some Tom Brady magic in the tank, but that's a could be the Saints have an identity that they've been working on over seasons and the Buccaneers are kind of a throw together mashup team they're starting to show more of an identity but I just think ultimately the level of football and the brand of football the Saints play are far more deserving of someone to bet with them than the Buccaneers I'll take that to the grave there's a million numbers probably to support that that's where we're at. Saints minus three. I got nothing to say on that one. You already know I'm big on the Saints. Fuck yeah. Marcus, there's one more pick we want to cover. This is a big one. This is a juicy one. I think this is another great one for you. Take it away. So the spread is 10. Browns, Chiefs. Two of the most high-scoring, most electric offenses, if not the two most electric offenses in the league. Um, The Browns, shockingly, actually lead in more like – they have more uh, three touchdown quarters in the Chiefs. They have more 40-point games in the Chiefs. So some could argue that the Browns have a more explosive offense than the Chiefs. All my Kansas City friends will want to wring my neck for saying that. But you can make an argument. I think the Chiefs okay. are arrogant. I think they're cocky. And I think I've always said they're going to get smacked in the mouth by somebody. I'm not saying... The Browns are going to win. But I think it'll be close, and I think the Browns cover 10 points. All day long. And this totals like 57. So the odds makers have this being an absolute shootout. For a playoff game, 57 is extremely high. I think it's the highest ever. I, I could be wrong. That's insane. Cleveland Browns are playing with a lot of confidence right now. And if they can make the Chiefs play from behind in the first half, watch out. So I'm taking Browns plus 10, and that's the game of the week weekend for me. I think it's 2 o'clock on Sunday. It's going to be it's going to be a great one. Really, really good game. But Browns plus 10. The Chiefs, the Chiefs have a lot to prove. The narrative has been they know how to turn it on and turn it off, and they can turn it on when they need to. Well, it's the divisional playoff, so it's time to turn it on. We'll see how just how powerful they are. I think there's just implicit value in this game, too, on the Browns team total. If you look at this really inflated total in the 10 points that the Browns are getting, they're saying at that point um, the Browns are only going to score, what, 27 points? Yeah, they're base. Yeah, they're saying that... Yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah. So... 
I just I think there's value there. You're right. Like their offense is more explosive than people might recognize, and they they have the firepower to hang on the field. Baker Mayfield's just gonna have to ball the fuck out. I was really shocked to see this line at ten. I didn't look at any other I, line. Oh, I saw the total. I didn't look at any team totals. I mean, they but had to sign a guy off the streets to play O line for them last week. The Browns did. So I just I hope the the stage isn't too bright. But I mean, in terms of a narrative of a story, it's gr- uh, such a great game. You've got the Browns, the underdog. They haven't won a playoff game in what twenty five years or something. And then you've got the Chiefs, who have been chilling for the last two weeks and really don't look like they've tried in a game in probably eight weeks. So, I oh man, the I would love to see the Browns win this game, but I would be um, jazzed if the Browns beat the Chiefs. That would be fucking awesome. It would be a miracle, <laughs> be a football miracle. I I I agree with you. I think the ten is is a little too much in the playoffs. I think the Browns play up, and I think they cover. I don't think it'd be a miracle. I think the Browns have it in them. I have the Browns in me. Get it? Like you got to go poop? You got poopy? <laughs> no, go I'm poopy? good. Marcus, that's it, bro. We uh, we covered all the games. We. I love it. it it's kind of a victory lap uh, situation for us. We have nothing to lose. Let's have another good weekend. Any last words, Marcus? Go Blues. Let's watch some hockey or football. The Bloosh. All right, bro. Have fun this weekend, everybody. We love you all. See you next time. Everything. Everything.